You know, I tried giving IDW a fair shake, and I know many fans love it, but I'm going to go over a few reasons why I'm glad they lost the license to the Transformers. We're going to tackle that and the latest news right now on Transformers Talk Raw. I can't get into every single nuanced, you know, story arc and uh, uh, characterization that IDW made. It would take too long. I simply don't have the time for this segment. I did touch on a lot of this stuff and larger specific things in previous segments, such as, but not limited to, um, Transformers having physical relationships. Transformers having that need for marriage, the entire concept of the conjuncts endure, I believe they call it. And I've read a good bit of IDW. I haven't read as much as some people, but I've read enough to know whether I like it or don't like it. And there were some things about it I appreciated, but there was much more I didn't. And I'm glad they lost the license to the Transformers. Now, if you look in comparison, Marvel was doing some brilliant things with the Transformers. But to me, Marvel wasn't fun to look at artistically. Dreamwave was the best looking book, and it was very simple. It wasn't convoluted, in my opinion. It was easy to follow along. You could pick up an issue and just know right where you're at. IDW wasn't the same. It was kind of convoluted. Um, but it, was, it wasn't that that turned me off of IDW. It was a lot of things. One of the major things is the simple characterizations they had going on. Let's take Megatron, for example. On one hand, Megatron is a, was a poet and a sniveling coward under a table. But on the other hand, he's this gladiator who's leading troops to battle. So you see the contradiction of characterization here. And of course, some can make the argument that people can change, and they often do change, but these fundamental natures of people usually don't change, and that's pretty drastic of a change. They say they were inspired by Rome and gladiators when talking about the old days of the Transformers and their Senate. But we never saw Spartacus be a sniveling coward under a table. We never saw him write poetry. You know, they're trying to combine too much into one character. But in doing so, they're altering the nature of the character. You know, he ceases to be Megatron when you try and put all this crap in him, you know, or make him have all these dualities. But let's take it one step further and let's look at Shattered Glass, something I know a lot of people love. But the concept simply doesn't work, guys. It didn't work when they did it in Star Trek, which is why they only did it in like one, maybe two episodes of the original series, none in the next generation, and they had to cover it in series that weren't as popular, like DS9 when the ratings were slouching. I don't know how much you guys know about Star Trek, uh, but it didn't work. That is a concept, a mirror universe. You know, every other, the good guys are bad, basically, and the bad guys are good. That's the basic concept. Let's just, you know, they switch some things around. They don't call them sparks. They call them cores or something. But it's 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 just trying to mix things up. I understand that. It's trying to keep things fresh. But they're simply not the same characters in doing so. Optimus Prime, by his very nature, is the essence and embodiment of good and life and freedom. And Megatron is tyranny and evil. By changing them, you change they're, they cease being the characters entirely. So the concept simply doesn't work. Now, you could make an alternate reality 
where you have different Autobots and Decepticons entirely. But using those same characters is a travesty. It's an insult to the history of the Transformers. It goes against the spirit of every writer that's come beforehand. But I digress. I, you know, I think they gave uh, Simon Furman as much credit as I give him and the genius as he is, they gave him too much leeway to run free with the reins through IDW. But he wasn't the only problem with the writing. Certainly not. And he did some good things. But I know a lot of people enjoy IDW, so I'm not knocking it. I'm just telling you what I feel in my heart. I'm glad they lost the license. Of course, they had it for too long, longer than any other comics publisher had it, including Marvel. And that's just, I, I'm totally over them. The concepts and things they were introducing within the franchise were so odd and foreign and uh, ridiculous to me on multiple levels. You know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not even going to get into the whole uh, physical attraction stuff and the, uh, their joining and all that stuff, and they're trying to put sexuality and humanizing the Transformers in a very physical way. It's, it's incorrect to me by their very nature. But let me know in the comments what you guys think. I appreciate you guys listening, by the way, this weekend. I hope you're having a, or you had a great week staying warm if you live here in the U.S., and that you're uh, taking it easy, guys. But uh, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, hit that like button for me if you like the content and you want to see it coming. We're going to have a new giveaway very soon, by the way, guys, for January. So stay tuned for that. Also, you can check all those links in the description below. It's going to lead you to all kinds of cool stuff, including our Facebook group. We'd love to see you guys there. And uh, please consider supporting the channel if you like our content. Or if you're on Spotify listening, you can come over to YouTube and click that link below to our Patreon. But yeah, I mean, let me know in the comments what you guys think. We're going to just go on to the news now, guys. I think I've pretty much vented a little bit, or at least enough, about IDW for the moment. But I like again, I've talked about that stuff at length in other segments. And it's just a few things that bother me about it. I'm glad that we're finally done. I have high hopes for Skybound. And uh, I'm really looking forward to actually reading. I, I have the opportunity to read it. I just haven't had the time yet. I know we're in a few issues. We're not that far in. You know, I can catch up in one night, basically. But yeah, from what I've heard, there's some good stuff. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, let's go on the news, guys. And this week in the news, guys, we have behind the scenes of the Origins Wheeljack with in-hand pictures, and he looks fantastic to me. In alt mode, he looks just so good with the other Origins guys, Jazz and Bumblebee. And uh, just like he stepped out right out of the episode of More Than Meets the Eye, the original Sunbow G1 Season 1 episode, in that one specific scene, and it's a very uh, specific uh <laughs> version of Wheeljack. All the origin guys are, but I, it's so iconic to me and anybody who grew up with G1 loves G1. Uh, I, I do like the look of this figure. Of course, all of them are a little blocky, but in alt mode, they're just so accurate to me. And then, you know, I really don't even mind if Bubblebee, you have to bend his, you know, the sides of the car to get him inside a Wheeljack. The fact he can fit in there at all is insane to me. Of course, you got your places for your Energon bars. That's just sweet, and I'm looking forward to it. But we also have an early look at Skybound's Transformers number 7. Of course, it's out in on April the 10th via Popverse. We're getting a look at it. Of course, the cover features new work by the new artist uh, Jorge Corona. Or is it George Corona? I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm assuming it's Jorge. 
spelled with a J. So, but yeah, this cover looks great. Again, I'm looking forward to reading it before we get into much. Uh, hopefully, I can start doing so. But it's going to be out here in a couple months, a few months, three. But uh, yeah. Moving on, we have New Jersey Comic Con coming up March the 2nd and the 3rd at Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Speaking of comics, of course, admission there, if you show up at the door, is $10.20 for an early bird ticket. For more information, you can go to their Facebook at New uh, NJCC Con. And uh, yeah, check it out, guys. It's supposed to have all kinds of the brands there, dealer tables, guests they're inviting. I think I've announced a few of the guests that are showing up. Sounds like a blast. Or if you're there on the East Coast or you plan on doing some traveling, go check that out. We also have the MPG07 Gino, Ginho? I don't know how to pronounce it, guys. Sorry. Official reveal. And of course, this is a redeco of one of the Masterpiece train bots. It's going to cost approximately $162 US dollars and release September the 28th. Of course, he's up for pre-order right now. So, And I love the look of these guys. I think they're fantastic. They have a nice G1 look to them. The combined mode is great. The alt modes are great. I don't know how complex they are to transform, how sturdy they are in the hand. Uh, I'm sure there's some reviews out there of them. Of course, these have been out a while, some of them. But this particular one, it, it looks good. And if, you, if you're in the MPs and you have that kind of money to spend on one transformer that's not a Titan class, because that's what's basically going to run you, a Titan class price, I mean, you might, you might consider picking them up. If I had the money, I probably, I mean, I do have the money. I just don't want to spend it on one smaller bot. You know, I'd rather spend it on a Titan. But that's my opinion. I mean, that's what I'm into. But if you're into it, go for it, guys. But that's going to be all for this week, guys. A little bit big from work. We're going to wrap it up right here. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love each and every one of you. God bless you guys. And to all our one. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of great people like you. Thank you.